This is the Pivotal Running Podcast, and you're listening to Greg Derbyshire, Chris Grunhagen, and Marty Wimblum. And we are three jackrabbits from two different countries who continue to follow running in the upper Midwest. And we want to discuss important topics, inspiring stories, and extraordinary performances in running. Welcome, everybody, to the Pivotal Running Podcast. Today, we have the honor and privilege to interview Paul Danger. Paul is the pivotal leader who connected Greg, Chris, and I together at South Dakota State University over 20 years ago. The St. James, Minnesota native, he earned both All-American honors in cross-country and track and field and went on to win the Kansas City Marathon after graduation in 1994. He coached at the University of Kansas for several years, and in the fall of 1998, he took over the head SDSU men's and women's coach for cross-country and track and field. Paul coached six years in Brookings and helped restore the running culture by winning four consecutive North Central Conference cross-country team championships. We are super excited to have a talk with him today. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Well, Marty, thank you so much. This is an honor for me to be here with you three outstanding people, guys that were important for me. Yeah, you you tied us all together. I mean, you really got us to not only uh, buy into your program, uh, certainly, but also we're well beyond... Uh, the first uh, four years of, uh, of running at South Dakota State, and we're all continuing <laughs> this. So uh, my hat's off right, to you. On to our 22nd year of eligibility. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you speak for yourself on those years, Darby. I don't Sorry, mate. Yeah, you're, you're only on your 19th year of eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> so how are things going for you? They're wonderful. I'm talking to you via, via this conversation from Valparaiso, Indiana. Valpo is about 50 miles south and east of Chicago, Illinois. Um, so we are in the midst of, of the cold that the U.S. is getting. We've got about three feet of snow on the ground. And our run of 14 miles this morning was in zero degrees. But there was no wind, and it was beautiful along Lake Michigan. And uh, couldn't have been any, any better. What a great That's way awesome. to start the day. That's awesome. Hey, I gotta, I, first I gotta ask you, do you have any of those high speed uh, carbon fiber f- uh, racing shoes in your arsenal? Mm-hmm. Still of, uh, yeah, tell us about that. Tell you what, a couple of years ago, we, in, around here in Indiana, the, the masters people, I'm 50 years old now, so, but those shoes started to creep into Indiana up here. Oh, probably three years ago. And I didn't, I I didn't have any then I'm just about ready to get a pair. But when I started seeing men that the year before were running 18 minute five K's and then the next year later with those shoes on running low 17 minute five K's, I thought, huh, there's more to their training than just what they're doing on the roads. Um, the shoes are real deal and it's changed a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of records that we're talking about. Maybe we'll talk about today of, of friends of ours that, uh, may have, maybe have lost or will lose a record, um, because the new technology, but 
um, it's, it's the way that sport evolves. So more power to you. You know, it's interesting that you say that Paul about the advancement in technology, because I, I have often in the last probably six months to a year on these shoes, just gone. This is insane. How is this even legit? How is this fair? But I'm, I'm reminded today, I got a message today from a former athlete who came across a 1920 Brookings high school yearbook. And in that yearbook, it mentioned an individual named Basil Irwin who transferred into Brookings in 1919 and was a 425 miler out of Minnesota where he transferred in from. And I think, my goodness, this kid ran 425 in 1919. Think about the track that this kid ran it on, the shoes that were on his feet, the like lack of knowledge probably surrounding, you know, his training compared to now. So, you know, part of me says these shoes make it unfair, but part of me say, well, you know, guys running in the fifties had a clear advantage over guys running in the twenties. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately, impressive. uh, Yeah. It's a pretty impressive time there. Um, Very impressive. Cause what was the word record and 1919 was 412. So there's only not that much of it. Yeah. And I mean, no training. Yeah. There'd have been a couple of days a week that would have gone to the track and done some uh, strides or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting it's because Scott Underwood, who was my head coach when I was at South Dakota state, he, he and I, we, we talked on the phone last Tuesday night. And of course the, the shoe technology came up because we've been you know talking about that, especially for the coaches that are coaching right now, thinking of, okay, if you had a 10 K runner on the track, and you had a shoe that literally could give you six to eight seconds per mile advantage. Um, you know, literally almost a minute, maybe on a, you know, on a, on a, on a 10 K track, if the, 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 the need then as a, as a current coach to not have your, your own athletes at a disadvantage, meaning if I would have taken you guys to a meet, and thought we're already giving away 50 seconds per, per runner. You guys got to make that up somehow. Well, that ain't going to happen. I mean, so as a coach, you got to, you're going to be carboned up, wouldn't we? Of course you'd have to be, (laughs) if you, you, if you want to, if you want to compete, you know, and, um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see these next few years too, uh, as this, And I, I think too, as we're talking about these records that are going down, I think we're seeing a lot of these records worldwide too going down by not the big names. You look at the 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 young man from um, England who just beat Seb Coe's indoor record, the eight hundred um, guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't even seen we haven't seen the 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 big names lace them up yet, and so. And in, in state size in college track and field right now, we're seeing, seeing these performances that D2, uh, D2 kid run 1337, um, in the 5,000 meters just a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, that's very, there are two. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, I'm going to take this all the way back actually to, uh, your mm. college days. Uh, how did you, 
just give us a quick run through on your uh, how you got into uh, becoming a, a jackrabbit and you know one of the one of the top guys on the team. Were you um, were you recruited by uh, Undy or Undy? Yeah. What are what are the schools are you looking at as well? Uh, obviously. Oh. Yeah, like just, how, how, how were you in, in high school as well in St. James? You know, were you so, a top guy in St. James High? Or? <laughs> I, yeah, no, but I, my marks were, were I, I ran 945 in the two mile. I ran 435 in the 1600. Um, so not, not, not impressive. But um, Coach Underwood started calling in the fall because he had a friend that coached in our area. And SDSU is actually top guy at that time. Paul Morgan um, was also from somewhat of my area. Um, so Andy would look at the results and stuff. Um, but Andy would faithfully call once every two weeks at least. And anybody who knows Scott Underwood knows you're not on a phone call for 15 minutes. You're on a phone call for maybe an hour. And uh, it, I, 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 looked, I looked forward to with pure joy to – that phone ringing and there's, we didn't have caller ID. I didn't know who's calling in and there it would be. My mom would say the coach from South Dakota state is on the phone and I'd sit and listen to him talk, um, about, uh, South Dakota state. And one thing that always impressed me about him was he never talked about other teams. He only talked about his own team. He always talked about what the guys were doing and he'd be interested and curious about what, you know, what you're, kind of doing too but but he was always optimistic about what his own team was doing so that was very attractive um so i did come to south Dakota state and by my junior year my in the spring of my junior year he, i got a scholarship I, I walked on at south Dakota state and coach gave me 250 dollars as a scholarship and i thought that was the best thing in the world i called my parents i said mom i'm they're paying me. They, I got a, I got a scholarship, you know, I don't know how much that, you know, and, uh, um, that was just the, the greatest gift, but, uh, um, he was a real, he was a really kind of hands-off coach, which I think allowed for some leadership within the team. Our upperclassmen were extremely good at that. And yeah. uh, we had, uh, we had probably seven or eight guys on our cross country team. Um, but by my freshman year, I'd qualified for the, the Minnesota state meet. Um, and, um, it's, it, it's interesting because I think early on, I figured out with distance running, you don't have, you get what you, you get back what you put in. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out if, if 30 miles a week is better than 10 miles a week or running in the summer is much better than not running in the summer. And it, I, it was always kind of obvious. And I, I would wonder why these other kids are like, this isn't very hard. You don't have to, you don't have to think about this very hard. If you would get out the door and start running, you can do some really good things. Um, so I did, we didn't have a, we didn't have a lot of, of things in our, in our, in our, in our hometown or my, maybe a high school coach, but he would, he would simply say, and it was very simple. It was probably Darby is probably Lydiard esque training without anybody saying Lydiard, but he would, a lot of it was volume based with short speed in between and things as simple as, Hey, Paul, why don't you take your dad's watch out 
and time yourself on this four mile run. And, and you know what, the next day, try to run faster. Well, boy, that's rocket science. <laughs> try to run faster. So we would do that. I mean, just, it was a lot of volume and, and some short things and, um, kids stayed healthy and, uh, you know, and success would, would follow. But but South, but St. James, coincidentally, has, has produced a, a few. Dennis Barker is a name of in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, we yeah we know about Dennis Barker, don't we? Distance yeah. running, yep. Um, he he graduated from our from our um, high school, and even actually a, a better talent was a guy by the name of Paul Moslin, who ended up down at Iowa State and was one of their phenomenal uh, distance runners. So. Yeah. And during during your years at um, St. James, uh, how were you, were you like the top guy um, in your last two years there, or were you sort of mid range? With what was the team like as well? <laughs> Our team was the fact that, that that I was the top guy by my freshman year. Oh, um, <laughs> big fish, big fish, little fun, yeah. Because we would get the guy, you know. But um, but it was okay, uh, you know. It, it, it was just the way it was. Um, but no, yeah. Cool. And then, um, so yeah, I mean the, the transition then into, um, when you arrived at, in Brookings, uh, must've been, you know, fairly big, I guess, was it, you know, freshman year walking on, you got these sort of rock stars on the, um, on the team there. The it was, yeah. it was. And it, coincidentally, I mean, I maybe have shared the story, but, but I remember sitting in, in the, the, the office of the Mankato State, Minnesota State, which it is now, his office in June of my senior year. Because I, I, like I said, I, I didn't receive a scholarship. I hadn't signed with anybody. I thought I was going to South Dakota State, but he said, Paul, why don't you come over here and let's talk a little bit. And in, as I was sitting in that office, he says to me, where are you thinking about going to school? And I said, well, I think I'm going to South Dakota State. Um, and I remember him so vividly saying, why in the bleep would you ever want to go out there? All, and as soon as he said that, I made my decision 100%. And I never oh, forgot yeah. that. I never, ever forgot what he said. And, <laughs> and. And this goes back to when you guys now were, were running for me at South Dakota State years later. I mean, we're talking now, oh, five, 10, 15 years after he gave me that line in his, in his office. And when you guys raced out in Fort Hayes, Kansas, qualifying for the National Cross Country Meet in 2002, um, it would actually, well, it was actually back to the conference meet right before that. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but at the conference meet, um, of course we won like we usually do. And he came up to me afterwards and he said to me, he said, he said, Paul, we really had your guys scared today. <laughs> and I, I kept thinking about it because like we would at that, at that point of, of the season, a conference meet, we still had another two, four weeks to go regions and then nationals. That's what we're always keen for. We're just getting through the conference meet. 
don't back off, run it as easy to get through. And, and I wanted to, and I, I, but it made me so mad. It made me so mad. Like thinking you, um, so I remember when we went to the, the conference or the region in the conference saying, and I really, I just, I, I wanted to, for you guys to stick it, stick it to them so bad. And it, and I did, <laughs> I saw him after the region meet when you guys, I mean, ran superb because we had Adams, Adam state, Western state. Um, and you guys are battling those guys. And, and of course he, like a usual tailed off, you know, at the end. And I just, I just wanted to say, you know what, this is, this is where we are. This is what we think about, you know, we were running easy two weeks ago and you, you were trying to hold on to some glory, but that wasn't what we were even thinking about. Um, our guys are thinking about bigger things. And then lo and behold, that, that team goes on and gets fourth at the national cross country meet this year or that year that, and again, guys that were blue collar, um, guys that, that, uh, that really, you know, stepped forward and, and showed great things. But so it goes to show, you know, be careful what I, and Andy used to talk about this too. Be careful what you say. You know, how, how are your words coming out? Because it, it may be motivation for somebody else. And uh, I never wanted to give anybody that, that extra ounce of motivation. Um, but. Uh, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I think, ahead, um, you know. I think, uh, especially with a sport like running, that um, really does um, pay dividends, doesn't it? If you mm-hmm. have that when you're when you're really yep. hurting you know you need that little mm-hmm. bit of extra yeah and i think in, you know in your team i always i looked at i always would see the guys that i coached you guys and those around the respect you you you, you your group really gained and had respect from the other teams and especially in our conference for sure i mean a lot of you guys knew other people from the nation other teams that we've competed at the national meets and stuff, but there's just a lot of respect. And I think, I think, I think, I think, and all I know the guys that, that, that ran, um, they were, um, they were respectful to those that they competed against. And, um, and that, 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 so there was a, there was a level that, um, of respect that, uh, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if you see that, I, I hope you do. I hope, I hope you keep, still keep seeing that, but it was neat to see I, as a coach for me, looking at those other guys from other conference teams, looking in at, at our teams and um, they couldn't say a bad word about it. You, you guys, I mean, cause they were, they were respectful in class. Well, Paul, I got a question for you about, uh, so how did you as a coach walk in, in the fall of 1998 then and start figuring out, okay, who do I go uh, recruit over the course of these years to get that type of outcome that you just talked about? Mm. Well, we didn't have a lot of resources on the team. We didn't have a lot of scholarship money. In fact, over the first couple of years, we actually lost quite a bit the university at that time was going through a rough, um, a rough time. So budgets were being cut. Um, so you had to, um, 
you had to be wise. Um, but kind of some of the things that Andy talked about, some of those relationships that I had built up at the University of Kansas um, helped out immensely uh, with some of the, the, the high school coaches from the area. Um, and, um, and knowing those coaches that knew other kids where you could ask them, Hey, who's, who's some other good kids in the area? Um, and again, maybe if we didn't have the resources to get some of the top at the time, I knew we could, we could do well to develop, I think, uh, some of those other ones like a Chris Grunhagen. Um, and, uh, uh, um, a Kevin Doe, um, and, uh, um, I mean, countless others, of course, but, uh, those things, you know, and Brad, a uh, Brad Lowry, he was, I mean, he was a difference maker for us. Um, in, in yeah, a lot can of you ways. Yeah. You, can you talk about Brad Lowry? I mean, cause I, I remember the day that you right came to practice or I can't remember. If, yeah. I mean, it was like, literally it was like, we got Lowry. I mean, can you tell us about not only that recruitment process, but I mean, he was really the blue chip South Dakota, uh, raised kid that came right. And stayed in state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And came to SDSU, which, which for us was, was, was big. Um, and what other schools, what other schools were, was Brad looking at at the time? I'm assuming, you know, everyone would have been wanting to recruit him. Wouldn't they? I do. I, 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 I'm sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I assume all the local, I mean, all the ones that we know, mm. um, I don't, I don't know. Cause um, old Bob was a, uh, Jack Rabbit, wasn't it? Well, he yeah, and, and, yep. and his mom actually ran for, for Jay Dirksen. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. at South Coast state. Um, but they, they, they certainly never made that an issue. Um, and they always would have said, Brad, you're going to do what, what you feel best for, you know, for your own, for your own future. Um, but he also, like the guys on our team, had a had a had a character about him that was just rock solid. A good man, I mean, a good guy, and um, a talent. Obviously, I remember getting a call from him where he ran. Oh, it was like nine twenty one. Out at some like in Miller, it was like a two team or three team meet, and. You know, of course, he, he won it by two minutes. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know where second place was. I mean, it wasn't. But, you know, again, all by himself. And just with a goal, I'm going to run 70s until I can't. And, and, uh, um, and uh, you know, and he developed phenomenally for me. And then even, even, even grander for Rodney. And, um, I mean, I think, I think Rodney's, Rodney's smarts and his intellect, um really help propel Brad to that next level. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to, so I'm going to take this, keep on taking his feet to your college days as well. Dang it. Um, <laughs> what was your proudest race that you ran when you were at SDSU? What was your, if you look back, you know, over. Oh, it's a, that's a good question. Years <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah. No, I think, I think mine was, was my, my senior season at the Drake Realist 10K. And at that time, um, you know, when you guys were running, for me, we had the luxury to do some, some traveling. 
um, to get out to a, a Stanford or to get out to Mount Sac to, as the, as, as we would say, chase times, Mm. um, you know, take in distance running to get those marks that you need good weather. You need fast people to go with that. You're not going to get in the upper Midwest in, in April or May when it, it could be 30 degrees out, but my best, I, my, I, my, 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 my most proud race though, was that, that senior year at, at, um, at the Drake relays in, in, uh, 92, um, again, because there was a lot of pressure at that point, at that time, if you didn't hit your 10 K mark at that meet, you're, you're not going to get it at a conference meet or anyplace else. Mm. So, um, so we, it was cold. It was somewhere in the low fifties, um, decent, distant training weather, but we, we, we would look at the national list and kind of gauge what you needed to do. Um, and I knew would have to run somewhere in the 30 forties, at least to get into the national meet in the 10 K. And so we kind of set that pace off and just would, would try to hold that, um, you know, come through at 1520 and try to do it again. But I, I, the thing I remember, um, Andy was very good at motivating on race day and cheering and getting you to do things that you maybe couldn't. Um, he also, he, by his body language though, if things weren't going well, you also knew it then too. You would <laughs> like most coaches, we, I would do it too. You, you, you stop cheering, you know, <laughs> you stop cheering and you do it. But well, I remember getting through four miles still on pace and with each lap, consecutive lap thereafter, Undy would jump higher and higher and higher down on the back stretch where I was. And, and one of his classic lines would be, you've got a good one going, you've got a good one going. And I remember him cheering that over and over and over and over with each, with each lap that came in. Um, and, uh, so across the line, I think I ran 30, 42 that day, which was good enough to get into the national meet. But even, I think even better than that though, was we had, they took eight, nine, they took 10 guys to the national meet in the 10 K that year, my senior year and SDSU had three of them. And pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, and that, very that, impressive. that was, that was also the same year that, that Adam state perfect scored the national meet in cross country. And that was also, you know, they beat Arkansas. I mean, they were beating everybody. Um, and we had more guys in, on the, on the track that in, you know, than than they did. And I remember looking around then at my teammates and I'm thinking, okay, eight guys make all American. You two are going to, you know, I'm not thinking about you two because you're going to make all, all American with me. Who do we have to beat to, you know, <laughs> to make it. So, um, it went well and we all made all American that day. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, Undy, 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 Undy helped that, that race down at Drake, but that, that truly was one of my favorite races. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. also a great race to um, run well at as well, because obviously that's a big alumni um, cheering race as well, isn't it? It's so, a big thing. Well, and you know, yeah. you guys know too, those, a lot of the times your good races don't come when you're feeling good. You know, you wake up that morning and you don't feel that your best warm up, maybe not doesn't go as good as it could be, 
Um, the weather may not be as good as it is, but if you keep focused on, on something positive, something optimistic, you know, something tangible, you can look forward to not looking backwards. Um, things, you know, things go well and, uh, um, and, uh, and above and beyond, you know, there is, there's lasting memory in, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a good effort. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, but I remember, also, oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. No, you are, mate. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I looking at you guys, I mean, I can think of each, each race or something, something unique with, with you guys. I was think as I was getting, getting, thinking about this, this, this call, Greg, I remember your year when, um, in the steeple and the world junior championships were over in, in China and yeah, that's try, right. Yeah. And trying to, you know, and, and again, this talk, this comes back to relationships too. Um, the New Zealand, I mean, you would, you would attest to this, the New Zealand selectors were extremely rigid, um, <laughs> and almost, um, easier to not take people than to take people. Mm. So not just, a, not just a mark. I mean, I remember this when talking to Tony Rogers many times on the phone call and prep for that. Um, oh, yeah, Tony Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not just fit fitness was a part of it, but there was, you know, um, um, you know, they, there was a lot of trust that I think he knew Burrow, he mm. knew McCune, um, guys that, 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 um, obviously I had, had made a, a, a good connection and had, a, had a good name, had good understanding and had, so, so when, when, when we could speak, um, you know, on your behalf, it was the, like, almost like they're speaking on your behalf too, because, of that connection mm. too. And, um, uh, you know, I think that was really, a, a testimony to how, how wonderfully attached we are to other, other people in our, in our, in our network. Oh, I know. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so with your, um, the 1993, uh, NCAA cross country as well. That was a big um, mm. event for you guys, wasn't it? Uh, that was, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That, that day, that was a big, big day. That it's interesting bringing that up too because that was, that was out in out in California, in Southern California. Yeah, that was my senior year, and in November, third weekend of November, we would leave South Dakota and li literally be snow on the ground, like, like you guys know. In I mean cold training and then we we go down to uh, southern california and it's 70 degrees plus on race day and again um that all-american award was always clear in your head to get and there so was some we very there was some very good uh, guys in that race as well weren't there um you know then you have charles malinga running is <laughs> one of the yeah. best runners in the world yeah he <laughs> yeah. just and he just finished and yeah the Barcelona Olympics just yeah. outside the medals, I think. Uh -huh. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and well, and he was an 800 meter guy, Joseph Tengele. Yeah. was a kid out of Abilene Christian who was, I mean, he was goal. He was a medalist in the games. Um, I mean, yeah. So they, I mean, those guys would, 
would would pop up um all over yeah, um it was, a, it was a good it was a good race huh? yeah but it, it was so hot that it was so hot that day i started off literally in a, in like a dave waddle last place <laughs> and i and purposefully in thinking okay just gonna have to keep moving up and up and up and again um slowly moving up and up and up and i remember getting up somehow into the top 20 overall with what I thought was, um, Oh, maybe a mile, mile and a half to go. And then Undy, but it was, I was getting very warm, very warm, not delirious, but aware that something could be going to happen. Um, so tr again, trying to run as hard as you can, um, but didn't want to collapse because of the heat. But at what should have been the five, five-ish mile mark um, to five and a half mile mark, I hear Undy yell at us. The leaders cut the course unintentionally. Oh. They, they, they took a wrong turn. So the the course officials because the leaders did it just took the whole string of us behind them and rerouted to follow them and by the grace of god we cut off literally a half mile of that course and i remember oh, <laughs> oh yeah because i remember coming but you still can't you still can't you still got the time <laughs> so, so you're coming in and i it, with it with literally like a couple of hundred meters to go i start blacking out and I can't see anything, but I can hear. And I, I would hear people going past me. And I started counting 20, 21, 22, 23, and all these numbers. And, and literally, I mean, my whole, my whole thought was, I mean, just done. I'm done. My, my one goal of college to get a cross-country All-American is just gone. It's gone. Um, we crossed the line. Um, Jason Mossman, who was, who, was, who was one of our outstanding guys who made All-American that day, he was in the medical tent with heat exhaustion. Travis Wetlaufer had the same problems. Um, and I remember Andy coming over to us afterwards. I mean, as we're there in the, in the med tent and... <laughs> looking at the results and I mean, literally by one or two places I had made all American. And if that course had been full awesome. distance, not even close. <laughs> wow. That's Thanks for those leaders. Yeah. I took the wrong, you know, just jotted off a little bit. Um, Cause we, 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 we couldn't prepare for the, the heat like that. I and mean, you just, you, you, you just, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. So that, that is remarkable that the officials you know, on the spot, just, all right, everybody's following. Like, I mean, well, you, I mean, that's just, well, right, you know we'll how it is. It, it's probably, it's probably some high school kid out there helping out. <laughs> you know, it's probably not some USATF official. It's probably some 
parent <laughs> that doesn't has never been to a cross country meet. I don't know, you know, and they just say, oh, they went that way. You go that way. Go that um, way. <laughs> And, you know, you know, the nationals, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, I just think, yes. And we just laugh about that because, boy, mm. that short course saved us. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the what was the overall result for the team oh. that day? Was it, I mean, three of you guys in the top 40. Yeah, but we we dropped off. Mm. We dropped off. Um, I'm sure it was a top 10, but I'm not sure where it was, but. Yeah. What were the, during your college years, I mean, especially let's look at your, like say your last two years, who were the other top teams from uh, nationally from around our area? You know, was USD doing well? Was not uh, yet Mankato, NDSU? What, yeah. Who are the, or was it more like, you know, your central well, Missouri state and those guys? They were always, Quint, uh, ironically, Augie had a, Augustana had, a, had one of the better teams. Um, interesting yeah they 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 wouldn't get a lot of guys but the ones they had they were local guys and they were actually yeah good mankato was the next one that would show glimpses um north dakota state always had the talent but never seemed to have they'd always have an individual um that could do well but never had the um the balance to seem underneath um and um usd is kind of a similar similar format but um so yeah south dakota state kind of was leading the charge for the teams in the upper midwest uh, oh yeah anyway yeah and if you look back you know in history i mean with south Dakota state having something like 32 conference cross-country championship titles you know the next closest i don't know 12 i don't know 10 you know i mean so it's not even not even close but yeah wow yeah so you um another interesting fact i remember going on runs and you talking to me about this you used to sort of do quite a bit of marathon training while you were still um at, at south dakota state as well weren't you? you did you run a few marathons while you were there too i you know i don't i i don't i don't think i did it was it straight, almost probably straight afterwards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah. When we came back, um, out here, you know, that there, there was, Andy, Andy had a good quote about running as a co- as a coach. And he would say, the better your running is as a coach, the worse your team will be. And, <laughs> and it, it was kind of, there was, there was a lot of wisdom in that, in that, well, as you guys know, as a distance runner and to be a committed distance runner, there, there has to be some type of, um, focus and, Oh, what's, what's, what's the right word for it? Um, Oh, self-focus, I guess maybe it is, you know, self-attention and, um, and I think Undy's Undy's words were were kind of right. Is is if if um, you know, as a coach, you want to be able to give everything away, and if anything causes you to, um, you know, focus too much too much in, you, you you're you're going to shortchange something, um, and uh, and I think that was that was good wisdom. So. 
you know, is you know, running, running with the guys is different than, you know, actively trying to race. That, that would be a tough thing, but, um, um, but we were blessed too. I think at South Coast state, we were really blessed too, is, is, is we had, we had a, a men's and a women's team that actually, I mean, they, we trained together, um, a lot of the same workouts. So I think I always viewed it as more time-based where a 17 minute person didn't matter what gender they were, they were 17 minute and we were going to group our people together. And I think that helped out. I think it helped out everybody. Um, Paul is, as I'm certain you have got so many memories about what it was like coaching. Is there any one or just a few moments that you'd like to kind of share with us that sort of stand out or maybe, you know, pretty significant mm. over those years that you were coached? I think, yeah. I mean, obviously the great results bring back memories. Burroughs, you know, Burrow, when Burrow won the, the indoor t- national title that mile that year in uh 99 um your first year as a coach is is mm -hmm. is he coached too it must have been Mm -hmm. pretty uh pretty nuts that was good of course i mean when greg when we were out at stanford that that one beautiful night when greg ran the 10k oh the 10k that's right yeah Um, yeah yeah, that was a a good night yeah and uh uh, lights have gone fast yeah but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess coming in and that first year with all the challenges that you would have had to come into, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that indoor mile of um, Burroughs must have been nuts, yeah. Yeah, and people, you know, I mean, that 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 was a crazy week, not a crazy weekend, but, you know, that Nick was um, a year and a half into his diabetes or so. You know, I mean, relatively new. Um, and I remember him in the prelim the night before. Um, and uh, um, blood sugar was, I, I, I don't think, as I remember, it'd be interesting to hear Nick if, if this was how he was thinking. But, um, you know, the blood sugar was was not was not going so well um and uh so the, the prelims were the night before and then we had to turn around a race it was either late morning or early afternoon so it was a pretty quick turnaround for the final the next day um so an evening race combined when they back then the, yeah uh, and it was, was division one and division two yeah so, so you had time. yeah so so with his you know, food intake, you got this late race. It's, you know, it messes up your eating schedule for then. Um, and in the morning too, you're, you're trying to figure it out, but I remember he wasn't, I, I, as I remember, he wasn't in, in a very good shape. So I, w- um, which I think it, again, is testimony to his, his effort to, uh, to get that, not, not only, a, not only a championship, but a, an NCAA record at that time. Um, for him so um so i think some of those efforts but i think as i look back now what's what's neat is is some of the backstory some of the things some of the things you knew your kids were 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 going through or struggling with um and and then to see how they overcame those obstacles and had had a had a had a, had a wonderful race um 
those te- those really seem to be much more lasting memories for me right now um, that I'm, I'm really grateful for. Um, and, uh, uh, and you could point out any, any kid, you know, and it might be, it might be the top kid. It might, it might be, might be that kid that, uh, um, um, just had a huge PR. I'm grateful at South Dakota state. We, we didn't have the, 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 uh, the, uh, um, the roster limits that I know is happening in a lot of, of programs, um, in cross country or distance running. We didn't have a, we didn't have a roster limit where we, we could only have so many guys. So my philosophy always was if anybody has got a, a desire and a, and a good work ethic, um, they're welcome. And, uh, you know, and we, I, one of the kids, um, I, I look at like a Tommy Weirheim, young man who's now thriving and doing so well with a great young family in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, doing it with a law practice. And, uh, um, law. Weirheim law. exactly. Weirheim law in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, an outstanding man of character, um, but working and he was, he would say, and I think he, I mean, he wasn't our best guy, but he would PR and he, when he would set a PR, our front people would be as excited. And, um, and I, I really think that's a testimony to the, you know, the guys on our team that, that really, that saw people's individual efforts, wherever they were in, in the, in the, in their spectrum of, of talent. Um, and, uh, that was, that was, that was, that was really good part of our, our team for that. I appreciate that, Paul. I, I gotta also ask is that, uh, you've run against a lot and trained a lot with a lot of, uh, tough teammates, uh, both men and women. Can you, can you tell us, uh, who's maybe a couple of the toughest teammates or, uh, toughest people that you've ran with over the years? Hmm. <clears throat> When I was teammates at South Dakota State, um, I was I was always we we used to have this this term called Tuesday All American, and that would be a that would be a term we would use for. Guys that we knew, not not on our teams per se, but guys that maybe we knew on other teams too. That 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 had this this ability to to run so well on on a Tuesday, and then by the time race day they would show up, it's like where you know what happened. So I mean, a lot of guys that we would maybe think about from other teams. Um, and I was always impressed with with the 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 guys at South Dakota State that would train at a level which allowed them mentally and physically to overperform at the race. And I think, I think that's, that's probably a struggle for a lot of distance runners in college, and especially it's, it can be hard to win in a, in a, in a very elite training group where if it's not controlled well, there can be over training or over racing in, in practice, which then leads to tired fatigue. But by the race time, you know, by, by a Saturday race, then your, your best efforts were, were three days ago. Um, but I, I think, um, 
there's a, there's a, there's always a good respect within the, within the guys to know, um, and probably an accountability that would let the young guys know, Hey, it's Monday or it's a Wednesday workout. We're racing the, at the university of Minnesota on Saturday. Um, keep it at bay because the meat's the most important, you know, most important thing. So I think, I think we were, I was really surrounded by a lot of people that had good wisdom, um, you know, towards that type of training philosophy. And I think that's why South Coast State has really done well, not just during the season at the meets, but specifically at the end of the season where we wanted to do well. Um, we would see a lot of teams do well early in the season and then just kind of tail off as, as, as the season goes. But there's a mindset and there's a focus with um, your training um, and importance of the end of the season that would make sure you, uh, you know, did what you needed to do in, in, in training, but never left a race back in Brookings. That's not, that's not going to do us any good. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, I do, I do. I did used to really admire the guys that would really know how to pace themselves during the week mm -hmm. as well. And yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I probably didn't necessarily do that well, that sort of stuff. Well, <laughs> it's, it, but it, it, and it's a learning thing that you're like, yeah. ah, and hopefully, I mean, we all, everybody goes through it and hopefully you, the earlier you learn it, the better. Um, um, but, um, some guys were really good. There was a kid at, at, when I coached at the university of Kansas who transferred in from Georgetown. Um, and he was, a, he made, uh, he made all American in cross country force at the university of Kansas, but he would, he, he, I was asking him one day about the Georgetown system when, when he was there. So this would have been, uh, early nineties, I suppose it was. And he said, where they're with, with their training environment, they would only meet on workout days. And the structure was, um, obviously that would be a hard effort. Um, but the, the coach would find that if the guys were doing their off running together, they end up going too fast. So the plan was on the off days you ran by yourself. So you would make sure you went slow enough. And maybe you weren't compelled to, you know, go, go too fast for, for where you should be or, or not. Um, and uh, it worked for them. I, I, I think we would South Coast state would, would say some of those off days, distance runs develop the camaraderie and, you know, the bonding that, that, uh, that was maybe as, as or more useful um, for team support, but, um, but that again, and Nick bro, he, I thought he was, he was phenomenal. You guys remember, I mean, he would go out and he, he may run slow. I mean, he just, he had a, he had a, a good way of knowing, uh, it may be a seven thirty pace day. It may be, a, <laughs> may, may be faster. I don't know, but, uh, but, you know, but, you know, just, just, just knowing that. And yeah, you, all of you guys were that way too. You know, you just realize, Hey, um, um, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to, we won't, so I don't want to sort of focus on too much, but um, can your role at Kansas was pretty instrumental anyway, wasn't it? And your, 
um, going on and coaching at South Dakota State. Um, yeah, just that, run us quickly through how you ended up sort of in Kansas. Oh, I sure do. That's oh, that's a great question, Greg. Um, so my wife Sarah, when we graduated from South Dakota State, she was just finishing up her master's and was going to go get her PhD. And she applied to a variety of, of universities. Um, and she, she asked me where I would, of, of the four or five that she had picked, uh, Kansas was one of them. Um, and she asked me what, you know, of, of these, where would you like to go? And I, I said, Kansas, cause I'd grown up knowing the, the Jim Ryan story and the Billy Mills story, the Al order story. Um, um, and of, of Kansas's storied tr- tradition. Well, she ended up picking it. And, um, so I, I sent a letter, uh, a letter down to the head coach at that time. who was Gary, his name was Gary Schwartz. And, uh, I didn't hear back from him. I just, I, I, I was just seeking no more than just a volunteer, maybe just to, you know, just to come in and, and, and help out Sarah, she was in grad school. So and we didn't have kids. So it was, it was, a, <laughs> it was a great time, um, to, uh, to stay involved in distant training. So I sent him this letter and I didn't hear back all summer and we get down there in August and I walk into, in this, into the, the university of Kansas track and field office. And if you guys ever want to see history, um, head to the university of Kansas and go to their track office to see the, um, the Olympic medals and the national titles from the fifties and sixties and seventies, um, which is, is phenomenal. But anyway, so I sent him a letter and it didn't hear back. So I walked into his office and his office is stacked in his desk is just stacked with paper. And, and I said, hi coach. I'm Paul Danger. I'm from South Dakota state. Um, I sent you a letter this summer. And he's looked at me and said, it's probably around here somewhere. And, uh, um, thank you for, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and, the, I don't know. <laughs> again, but a connection back to salt in, in my, in my letter, I talked about Scott Underwood, my head coach. And, and I mentioned Jay Dirksen who coached at South Dakota state, but was at that point, the, the university of Nebraska head coach or, uh, cross country coach. And, uh, um, again, great men, um, class acts and, uh, um, and he said, South Dakota state. He said, I'm from, he grew up in Westington Springs, South Dakota, ironically. And he, he held, he held the, he held, he actually held the national record in the discus when he was in high school. And he looked at me and he said, I wanted to, to, to go to South Dakota State University. I wanted to play football and do track. And he said that the football coach at that time wouldn't let me do both. So I came to the University of Kansas instead. Well, Schwartz went on to win the Big Eight, or at that time, the Big Six conference title. And, um, and his, um, Coach Schwartz went on. He, he's led many actually world teams and, and, and stuff in track and field. But Again, that connection back to South Dakota was an entry for me to get into Kansas, which allowed me to get back to South Dakota State. Um, 
and uh and and while we were there at again um jim ryan's two sons ned and drew ran on on the team we're fortunate enough to to do a home visit with jim and and his two sons and uh that was a a remarkable and i mean great people just fabulous so and amazing uh, yeah 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 you you, you were a few other good guys as well didn't you Charlie Gruber was a top top guy, wasn't he? Gruber, yeah. He was yeah. out, of, out of Mullen High School. Um, we recruited him in, and um, he had good marks. I think I think a lot of times it was I think I don't think college coaches give those marks at altitude the 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 credit they do deserve. because mm. uh, you know, Char- I, I can't remember what what is his high school mark was, but it wasn't anything that would, you know, set off, set off, um, this, these, these, these great ideas. But again, he was just, a uh, a great person, hard worker and had a little bit of talent and a lot of hard work and that did well for him. And then he, and then yeah, and then he made the the Olympic Games in the fifteen hundred meter. Uh, yeah, he so. was. Um, yeah, he certainly he made the most of his. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely made the most of his talent, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah again, again, I mean, take advantage of those right place at the right time, and and um, at that time too, I think there were, there are were many guys that had faster marks than him, but he was he was a smart racer. He could he could see an opportunity in a race and. Uh, really know how to uh maximize it so and you know some of those races it's not it's not always the fastest guy that's going to win um their tactics in multiple rounds so strength was important he had a lot of strength that was yeah charlie gruber is the uh runner up to alan webb in the olympic trials right after Mm -hmm. uh Alan webb kind of pulled away Mm -hmm. from the field Mm -hmm. there charlie gruber was smart enough Mm -hmm. to understand what was happening and uh mm-hmm. make the olympic team i always remember that because of uh right the uh sort of display not only that helen webb did uh right coming across the finish line but uh certainly how he kind of dominated that race mm-hmm. yep greg you might have to go back and watch that on youtube man it was a pretty good one What, what year was yeah. that, Marty? I uh, mean, two thousand four, was it? Uh, two thousand four. When he was in yeah. the yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I thought he had actually. Uh, yeah, I had no idea Charlie Gruber was was still going that long. And I thought, you know, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, that he kept going. I mean, that was two years after he graduated. I mean, it was it was or a year after. I mean, it was a little yeah. bit. That's a brilliant, uh, that's a brilliant uh, achievement, you know, mm-hmm. by a guy from Kansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was your, um, uh, who were some of your coaching idols that you look to? Um, you know, uh, I guess, you know, Andy's going to be one, but <laughs> who are mm-hmm. some of the other guys that you sort of, you know, could be, you know, anywhere in the world global or, you know, uh, even local coaches that you um, wanted to base your, um, you know, the training you see out around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. V Hill, Joe V Hill was one. We always would lean towards 
Um, yeah, similar he was philosophy. At the moment, wasn't he? I mean, he yeah, was the man. He was, you know, any in in a variety of distances too. You know, his prowess with from the eight hundred on up um, to ten k, and obviously then at the marathon was 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 well documented. Um, and, but I also like too um, in in any publication that he put out any book um he was very open and he was so and he was also very open too when he when you talk to him he would you know he would honestly tell you um things that you know um and uh uh so i i already i always appreciated that um so did you meet you meet him quite a few times or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh that's yeah no, and I remember, especially when you know when Roddy w- ran the um, the Olympic trials marathon out in out in uh, Pittsburgh that year. Of uh, when we were out, Undy and I were out on the course of, of that race, and um, Adam State and V Hill were coach. Adam State had a couple couple of guys, and the best guy probably in in, in the race um, was an Adam State kid. And, uh, um, it was about at the 18 or 19 mile mark and Undy and I are on the street corner where Rodney had would, would have to take a hard, as I remember, hard right turn and Undy, of course, is in the middle of the street going crazy. And I look over and I said, right, you know, Undy, that's, that's Joe V Hill. You know, I, in my, in my mind too, I'm saying, yeah, your guy's beating Joe V Hill's guy. Look at that. You know, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> and, uh, um, cause they, you know, I, I held great admiration for Vijo and, uh, you know, so there was great pride in Rodney's effort that day that, uh, um, <laughs> he upended, uh, our Adam, our Adam state foes, but, uh, um, was Peter De La Sura an Adam state guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. As yep. we're talking of that, does anybody have, I know Rodney has that video of the whole video. Yeah, you used to have it. I remember um, in your office. <laughs> but I think I think Rich Skorczewski took off of it. <laughs> um, oh man, I've scoured the web for that, that video. It's nowhere, eh? I've looked for it as well, and it's uh, <laughs> you can't see it. It's crazy. No, no. You think about you're, you're talking about broadcasting stuff. I remember at okay, well, it was actually the my first year at South Dakota State in '98. But the year before, when I was at, at University of Kansas, we bid on hosting the, 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 um, the National Cross Country Meet. And KU got the, the meet, and it was also a, a dual, you know, um, South Dakota or uh, Division Two was afterwards, and Division One was in the morning, Division Two. So, but the, the, um, that year, uh, Stanford, um, Paid for the 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 filming to have it filmed, televised, um, because obviously you know there's the resources aren't 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 going to be there. But obviously you know, they had a good team. They had <laughs> motivation to have it publicized mm. and, and uh, um, but things are it's things a, are. It's amazing, better. isn't it? Amazing now when you think about you know, all these meets are now just you know. Um, have got live streams of them. Mm-hmm. It's so easy now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, even the one today, you know, 
South Dakota was uh, as live streamed everything is now. So no, yeah. no, it's wonderful. The technology is cheap, and you know, a guy with a handy cam can. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, really yeah. amazing. Hey, Darby, I think um, you should probably get into some race. Uh, narration i think you'd be an excellent commentary and actually i think that's probably a big gap that we've seen yes. uh or maybe even <laughs> an atrophy i know it's in the in the united states you can't find anybody who's going to be able to do any commentary for an actual race it's almost like you know every time they come around the the track it, it's it's maybe a few words if any that anybody is talking during the race and maybe maybe that would be of benefit for a sport that certainly doesn't have the, the resources a good, uh, a good career change others <laughs> yeah, well, yeah i think i think i think i think you too would be i think yeah, yeah. maybe we could maybe we can uh make this the, the pivotal running um commentary team actually yeah. we can you know yeah we'll say outsource ourselves to uh commentate on races the phil liggett of of pivotal <laughs> running liggett. yeah, yeah wow. that's gonna be awesome <laughs> i i was thinking about maybe actually you know it'd be kind of cool as if it, even if you took old races that nobody was commentary uh had any commentary on right and then you'd you know have your commentary right produced over top of an old race such as uh, Chris, you were there in person. You saw conferences a couple years ago for uh, the Summit League Men's Mile. I mean, you were in the building, uh, but that commentary might be a good one to to maybe cut our teeth on. That that race was absolutely insane. And then two years later, when they did it in the eight hundred, and actually went one, one through four. I mean, I've, I've been in the S-Jack a lot. I said that at the top of the hour. And I've never seen that place erupt so much as in those, those two performances. That'd be exciting to have um, some in-depth commentating on that. Those are fun races to watch. And I think both of them are on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That uh, might be on the horizon uh, to get some commentary going on both those uh, – both those uh, historic films now on YouTube. Paul, you said the 1998 uh, NCAA cross country uh, championship was, was held in Kansas. Did you know that uh, Pivotal Running actually put that on YouTube? I do now. Yeah, you're gonna have to go watch it, and uh, you might be the you might be the thirty fifth thousandth person to actually watch it. It actually has got some pretty good views. It's pretty <laughs> cool. You'll be, like, you'll, be, uh, you'll be getting income off it soon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get a lot of hours, I think, on this stuff. So, uh, Where do you but, find that race? That's pretty impressive. You know, I was at home back in uh, Bellevue, Washington, when the, you know, they, they have to replay it, like, in December, right? So I was on mm -hmm. Christmas leave. So I, you know, took out a, <laughs> like any good running fan, right? Take out a VHS, you blank tape. Oh, it's on, you know, you catch it impromptu and you stick it in there and maybe you get the start. Right. And, uh, luckily enough, I had the, 
I got both the men's race and the women's race. Oh, a horrible copy. If you, I mean, but actually it's funny because nobody else did it, right? Yeah. So just by chance, I, I held on to my VHS copy and uh, right, running with the Buffaloes, you would have to just read it. Otherwise, you know, you know if you didn't watch it on YouTube now. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's funny you say that, Marty, because um, Paul and Darby, I have the CBS recap of the 2003, no, yeah, 2003 NCAA Division II championships down in Raleigh. So oh, that would have been your last. CBS, wow. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's CBS that covered that. And they did like a, like you said, Marty, you know, a month later, they do the recap of all three divisions. And um, yeah, I stumbled across that a year or two back on some random VHS tape as I was pounding away on a treadmill. Like, it's impressive. You need to upload that well. Maybe I need to get that to Marty. Pivotal running. Yeah. Bingo. Shoot, I'd pay you for that, Chris. I'd, I'd seriously, he gets a generated income. I'd, I'd just put it on a uh, digital format and we'll put it on YouTube, man. That's some classic videos that mm -hmm. uh, I'd be willing to get my hands on. Seriously. How close? Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just having a thought about this since we we're talking about um, you know Olympic trials, marathons, and so forth. Um, uh, so, Paul, you would have been uh, you'd have been aiming for what the '96 Olympic trials marathon? Is that what your sort of goal was? You can't have been too far away from making that back because what would the standard have been back in back in two twenty four? I'm guessing it was like two twenty two. Was it two twenty two? Okay, so it was two twenty two for a while then, wasn't it? Yeah, and th that that well, and that kind of was that was the back plan um when we went to kansas because i when I, I i volunteered for two for the first two years before i got a um a paid job um which was great because they had um especially that first year when i was there when i could run run with the team and train and um and then they had two guys that that they were all americans um that stayed around the next year to keep training um so i ran trained with them as well so that was kind of that 94 95 um effort and then again once once i got coaching full-time then that had that really had to take a a, a back burner um so yeah, but it was, where was, where was your P, where was your best um time done then 226 is that right yeah uh, just a little titch lower like 28 something Oh, that was it. At, oh, out yeah, it's sub we'll call it. We'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pretty, yeah. sub two thirty. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's still good. But well, <laughs> and but that 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 saga though though goes back to the the winning the um um the Kansas City Marathon because, like I said, um they paid. That was supposed to be a long run, a long training run, a twenty miler to prepare for for Dallas in a few weeks. Um, and so in that Kansas city race at 20 miles, I was in third place and third place paid like 500 bucks. And I thought, all right, that's, that's rent for this month. We could, we could sure use that. Just finish, you know, just finish. Well, then I catch up to second place and that was like seven fifty or so. And boy. All right, that's better. Two months rent. 
That's two months. And then, then towards basically like 20 at 24, I see, I see, I see the leader up ahead of me and that's a thousand bucks. And boy, if I just pick it up a little bit, I can catch him. Um, and I did. And again, I mean, you're out of college. You don't, <laughs> you, you, no, no support there. <laughs> so, so a thousand bucks goes a lot, you know, that's two months rent. I mean, that's, that's yeah. good. That's, that's big. And, uh, which, but in hindsight, obviously that, that, that put the damper on, on, uh, recovery for the next, for the, a few weeks later. Um, Oh, so you see your goal actually for that race was thought as a sort of almost like a tempo yeah. style effort and then yeah, yeah. oh well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you still got the victory and a thousand bucks yeah that's pretty impressive i mean that's well yeah i mean obviously oh, wow. you know in hindsight i mean it was just short-sighted but uh uh i don't know fully understandable it, though you know yeah mm. i don't think many people that would be uh to uh to to uh, have the ability to hold back you know in that sort of situation <laughs> as well so <laughs> no, it's funny. my wife was on a bike at the time and she was kind of hip-hopping through kansas city and following us around and i said actually sarah i've still got three miles to go oh okay but um that was running a pair of zoom mariahs darby oh, yes. it all <laughs> comes <Yes>. back <laughs> it does <laughs> <laughs> A great shooter, right? <laughs> of course, a pair of alpha flies and next percenters, and who knows what what would happen? You're a two hundred four guy. Bingo. Yeah. And it's interesting, <laughs> hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That a lot of these guys running, you know, these really quick times now. Yeah, what would they have been thirty years ago? <laughs> what, do you, what do you notice um, has changed about the um, collegiate running scene? now from say even when you were coaching though um i mean so a, lot, a lot a lot of it's you know, still like the you same so many kids now the standards yeah the yep. standards seem very very deep now though eh? you know yeah i think we we're talking about this last time that the three of us were on here that yeah to make nationals it, now is so hard yeah and it is and in there is i mean obviously we, we've touched on the, the technology at some point but i think each time um and there's there's a stat it reminds me of a stat about the 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 i don't know if it's the the sub four mile or some somewhere there afterwards after that you know after that or any first mark is obtained you know the gates come off um and people just start doing you know you know after after the first sub four mile you know within i don't know how many you know 18 months i don't know how many i mean just so many more kept happening and happening and happening um and i think you know i maybe that's some of it which is happening now too um hey if that guy can run that I can, you know, I can too. Um, um, yeah, it and, definitely seems it. Yeah. No, yeah. in 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 the media seat. I mean, even even the change now, where we're talking about things that just literally happened minutes ago. Um, back when you guys were in school, we were talking about things that we would find out maybe a week or two. I mean, delayed. Um, 
but especially this, when this, you, especially in your era, you know, yeah. like it would have literally been coming out and yeah, uh, we'd get we'd get track and field news. Undy, yeah, Undy, Undy would get a, a fax, and you'd see the, the 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 week, you know, what what marks just happened. Well, but also at that time, you had you had like two weeks to turn in your marks. So some people would hold those marks back because they knew they didn't want somebody else knowing what they did. So Josh would have made it exciting, wouldn't it? To sure. look at the lists. You know. No, and I could see why, you know, hey, if it, if I had one of you guys yeah. just run a, a fast yeah. mark, well, I don't want somebody to know that that's what they did because then they know they got to beat it. So if I don't have to turn that mark in for two weeks, I'm going to hold that thing on as long as I can and then put it up there. And then they're like, oh, Boy, had I known that a week ago, I could have made, you know, went after it. Well, um, but now, I mean, instantaneously, we know not just what's happening down the street, but literally in Auckland, New Zealand, what a guy just ran. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, isn't it? We can talk about it literally as soon yeah. as it happens. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. So, I, you know, and no. I think also, you know, the advent of things like YouTube have been really, mm -hmm. really enormous and, um, creating knowledge, uh, I guess, of uh, for people as well. Mm -hmm. you know, people are picking up different tips and mm -hmm. tricks and yeah. stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe how uh, I can't believe how <laughs> I can't believe how fit you're looking, though, man. You must be uh, you pumping the miles out, or are you um... mm, not consistent. Consistency oh, wow, is man. like out the door, but. But uh, uh, when you're in your fifties, you know, it's pretty hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How's the body going these days as well? Healthy, healthy. How's that? Nice. It's good. <clears throat> Got to keep those knees, uh, keep the, the, the knee joints and, and check out. Eh? That's the key. Yeah. Right? That carbon fiber training shoe has been wonderful. What are you? Oh. Uh, what, which one do you train in, man? I go, I, the Zoom, uh, Zoom three. Or else the oh, Hoka. Yeah, the, the Hoka, yeah. one of the Hokas. Oh. <laughs> interesting yeah i mean that's right because they got the stiff sole don't they so they take that uh mm -hmm. pressure off your um off your calves and i and i did dip my toe in the water this morning with a new pair of um the magic shoe the alpha flies <laughs> the next yeah well not that what not that not the the what's the what's the the next percent next percent okay yeah they're yeah, the yeah, yeah not the alpha flies the alpha flies are the Current one. I heard there's a new shoe coming out, the Invincible. What's that about? It's like a training shoe from Nike, but it's like got all the benefits of the Alpha Fly. Has anybody else heard about that? Hmm. Mm, um, one of my friends did order one. Um, I think it was the Invincible, but it doesn't look like those ones. It looks, um, it's uh, all very uh, foamy sort of one, you know, like the, um, what are they called? What are the, the ones that are sort of almost for jogging in and out. Um, I think that were the Invincibles. I have to have a look. Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's. We've got a kid over here that, that works at the Nike outlet down the road and they get 40% off anything. Oh, fantastic. What? <laughs> so he so you can just give him his size and and he orders them oh very nice yeah so yeah that's why you're so getting it what get size are you? you i'll send you some. <laughs> yes don't tempt us 
<laughs> we're trying to get Chris to um, get himself a pair of oh. uh, carbon races last time we were talking. It's the key to being old. You've got to well, have them. Geez, the, oh, the yeah. way that these people are, these kids are ripping Basically. off times these days. Mm-hmm. Heck, I could probably run under 410 right now on a pair of those. Yep. <laughs> Do you have a Why pair, not? Greg? <laughs> I've got three pairs of carbon. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have That's any awesome. um yeah, I don't have any I don't have any like dragonflies. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I've got I've got the next percents and the four percents and I've got the we- meta races as well. Do you yeah, like those meter races? Uh, they're not as not as good as the um the yeah, Mikey yeah, ones. Yeah. They're more of just a traditional flat. They're like the uh Mariah. <laughs> Ooh, I love the Mariah. You know who always talks to me about the Mariahs? Jacko. 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 Always. Oh, wow. Every time I mean, I talk to the guy. Still got Marty's hat. He mentioned yeah, he's still in there. He gave that back, did he? Yeah, he mentions them all the time. <laughs> he mentions you guys. <laughs> Every time somebody, them, which is somebody was saying that those dragonfly spikes though are only good for a few races. Hmm. Is it because the, just, the sole falls off them, like the heel falls off? Or? Basically. Wow, just, that's crazy. So it'd be that's curious like, to see. Did that 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 Jaeger kid? Did he race in them in the three k? You know, I don't remember. I think he it was didn't look like it. It didn't? No. No, I didn't look oh, like on know. the video. I, I saw it as a video from afar, right? So all I can tell is the right, the small pixelated uh, live stream. But hey, at least it's live streamed. I'm, I was excited yeah. about that. First time in mm-hmm. South Dakota history under eight minutes mm-hmm. in the 3K. Is that right? Yeah. That's that definitely be right, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I guess it's a pity. Yeah. Wow. You know he ran four oh three today. No. And no. got beat. Where was it at? Got beat. Yeah. What? Kid from Drake. Kid from Drake, Drake broke four. Ran three fifty nine. No. Oh. That's great results, Chris. Thank you. Wow. They yeah, were all. We were, we all was this at, man? at at the S Jack here in Brookings. Oh, so technically that that sub four was. I mean, there's some technicalities, but it's the first I think official, official. sub four mile because what's his name? Um, Drew Hunter. Drew yeah. Hunter ran Drew Hunter. Under four <laughs> off spearfish. You know, with a few of his time by four. time by himself probably. Yeah, I uh, sort mm-hmm. of. I yeah, think, we, but, that video was very suspect. On his he ran, was, wasn't it? <laughs> he ran what, like three fifty six out there or something pretty insane. But so yes, yeah, so three fifty nine. That's that's there will be, wouldn't it? That'll be the first mm. sub four minute mile, official sub four minute mile of a proper wow. race. Yeah. Wow. Um, hey, we're the only ones probably to cover it too, right? I mean, we're we're the ones talking about it, I guess. So that's right. That's right. Hey. breaking news <laughs> yeah chris did you actually see the race i did not this is honestly this was the second meet at the s jack i have not been able to attend oh, wow. um lauren was out of town so i was home with the boys but i had it live streaming as well so i was i did catch it um 
during nap time. So I was pretty locked into what was going on, but pretty impressive. They were all pretty fast, 57, 57 mid through the quarter and 156, I think, at 800. So they were – Gone for it. They, they put some money in there. But <laughs> I'd had a few uh, papers in there. Um, Daniel Burkhalter took them through. He was out, I, I want to say, 42 at 300. Rough he was he was moving um but um yeah a couple of them took him through 800 and then stepped off so yeah good race oh very good and uh That's so very then, good. yeah yeah i'm just gonna have a look at the uh at the results here myself. i'll bring this up yeah um bring this Trent up. Rankum yeah. went over 18 feet in the vault oh he did yep puts him i think at number seven in the country yeah, that's no, pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. So this was the this was the the STC last chance, mate. Right. Chance, yeah. Ah, oh, very nice. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Jeez. Yeah. Certainly. Uh. Is the how does the um how does the East Jack compare to the say Iowa State? Because you know that it was used to be the 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 best and <clears throat> you know uh, fastest track around our mm-hmm. area, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Um, well, I'm probably a little bit biased, but uh, I would prefer the SJAC based on the environment. You know, the Iowa State's facility is so, it, yeah, it's 300, but it just seems so crowded and mm. not a lot of space, you know? Yeah, I think I think our, our, our turns seem more forgiving. Yes. Like they have a longer straights and but shorter curves. It seems a bit like there with the um, I noticed when you look at um, races at the um, University of Washington track as well. That that's like really cramped day. Eh? Like everyone sort of squashed mm-hmm. up against the walls. But yeah, there's no like because of where they are. There's no uh, like stands or anything out out at the Dempsey, is there? I mean, it's no, it's pretty it's, tight. It's very squashed. Yeah. So you know, one day you know we might be able to get. Uh, some really big meets here, but these results are pretty awesome. Eh? Did you see that UW kid raced at New Zealand? Be- Santana. Oh yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He's big Did news you- around here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, that was a uh, it was a pretty pretty good effort, wasn't it? But he's been mm-hmm. um, he was like time trialing. What did he do? Like on New Year's Day, he did a um, uh, like fifteen hundred meter time trial with just a couple other guys. He did three thirty six that day and. Mm. yeah he's very very impressive yeah he's he's just like a little uh a little nugget oh is he where you are lungs on legs <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of uh right uh records i mean you were talking about uh right the uh new zealand runner that uh had a good showing for UW, but i was going to say there's a bunch of aussies too like are just taking uh records left and right right i mean i mean didn't somebody mm. run 332 for, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Ollie Hoare, yeah. It's um, Wisconsin guy, eh? Yeah. So, mm. yeah, he's pretty he's pretty impressive, eh? The thing I noticed now is all these guys are um, on, like, um, post the old pros now, eh? They all, I guess yeah. there's so many more different brands around, eh? Mm. Um, and there's all these different training, training groups around as well, isn't there? Which, yeah, it was a Charlie Hunter, too, right? He's an Aussie, right? he's english i like oh is he okay yeah yeah 
Um, don't t- don't tell him I said that. I mean, you know, get him. <laughs> yeah, are you pretty upset about that, <laughs> Marty? Are you thinking? Uh, is it George Beamish? Oh, he's, he's New, New Zealander, Zealander, right? Yeah, yeah. New Zealander. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. Morgan yeah. McDon- Morgan McDonald's Australian, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's doing pretty good, isn't he? He's um, yeah. he's cracking out some good results. Yeah, but yeah, these are uh, these um local local guys are doing bloody well though, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Um, are there many other sort of guys from around South Dakota at different other universities who are cracking out good results? It seems like SDSU definitely seems to have the the cream of them. If I'm being so biased to say, nah, there isn't much. <laughs> I haven't seen much, but I honestly ah. have. I, I rarely sit down and scour the local meets as much anymore, but. Um, the, guy, the Gophers don't seem to have a whole lot. The Bison have have one guy that I think is around 408 to 410, and they've got a slew of um, a slew of guys in that low 150s and the 800. Mm. Now Iowa State's reportedly, from my intel, oh uh, from the inside, the inside has, yeah, yeah, six guys that may go under 147. What? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <Not seen. laughs> <O'Kenyan>? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I've even li- does, right? No. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey Paul, let me let me tell you this. Thanks so much for uh mm. thank right, you guys talking with us today. And and it's so cool that we get a chance to kind of hear more to the story. Uh beautiful. <laughs> I was looking forward to this ever since I got the message from you. This has been a real, the golden light. This is a real (laughs) gift. Yep. Hey, Stuart, thank you. It's been great. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Awesome. uh, Awesome to talk to you again. Well done. uh, Yeah. yeah, Thank you. Three of you. (laughs) Till the next time then. All right. Mm -hmm. Next time. Thanks guys. Yep. Be well. Yeah. We'll chat soon guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the pivotal running podcast. Make sure to visit our website, PivotalRunning.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply would tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thanks.